0: This is always a, a complicated story to talk about, the, the covenant with Noah, and I, I think I've, I've preached on this a couple of times since I've been here. Um, and it doesn't get easier <laughs> any time. This time there was, there was a certain phrase that stuck out with me as I was doing my studies and looking through it. And it was a phrase that uh, my grandparents, who are of the, the greatest generation, came through uh, the Depression and World War II, a phrase that, that was very important to that generation the phrase never again it, it has certain meanings to it for them and and having known them going through everything that they went through it was a phrase that they would probably go to battle for again after everything that they had seen in the world the amount of sacrifice that they had done uh, my grandfather going off to war to fight just for the phrase never again that certain things can be so bad and so awful, that it makes an entire world repeat that phrase with the hopes, never again can something like this happen. I'm reading right now the uh, uh, David McCullough's uh, autobiography on Truman, and it's only taken me about two years to get halfway through the book. And I'm at the part where they're establishing the United Nations and and that being the phrase that brings them all together Never again. Can we let such war come into our world? Never again. Can we let the Holocaust happen? Never again can genocide be a part of the story of humanity at all never again Can such disaster visit the people? But that's a complicated phrase even now, even now, we, we still know war. We've now been a part of a war that's the longest war our nation's ever known. Genocide still happens. Even in my 33 years of life, countless genocides have happened. Never again is a complicated phrase. It's certainly hard for us to follow through with. It seems to be something that all of us have a hard time following through with. Never again can we treat each other in such way. Never again can we dare come close to dropping one of those bombs. But here we are with the same threat. Never again As I played with this phrase throughout the week, I I tried to test the the ways in which maybe I, as a person, have tried to use the phrase never again. And I thought the best way to do the experiment was with my two-year-old, who has come to love a a certain movie, Moana, (laughs) (laughs) that every day, at some point in time, that The name of that movie comes up, and we're asked, Moana, please. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) as as she asked for this, I said, No, never again, Moana. And you will not believe what was on the TV an hour later. Moana, Moana, because the phrase never again is very hard for any of us to meet up to. It's not, it's not just making promises, but it's an absolute statement that, that never again will I do this, never again will we do this one thing, or even if it was something that each of us had control over, this other group over there will never again do this which is the very promise that we've made to ourselves in the Western world, the very promise we've made to ourselves in this country, that we fought wars over, that never again would we dare enslave one another to hatred. But yet, people are still marching for hatred. People are still calling each other certain names. People are still degrading one another just based on background or color. Never again. We as a church have even said never again. Never again would we use violence. Never again would we be the ones to speak about each other in such ways. Never again would we be the ones who'd get caught up on those little bitty things and stop us from doing our mission. Never again would we be the ones who would dare bring discord before the very altar we take supper. Never again would we separate ourselves from ones who've also been baptized. But we have. We do. How many of us have made vows to the Lord? Never again. Never again would I dare say that to my wife. Never again would I dare be enslaved to that computer screen. Never again to call it off. Never again would I be the one to let everybody down. Never again would I be the one to ruin all of our money to lose all our possessions. Never again would I be the one to hurt. Each of us in some way has made these very vows to the Lord that never again would we dare do this. We've come up with every single type of way to build the habits, to keep those things out. All around the phrase, never again. But yet we find ourselves here every Sunday, not just to hear the good news, but to confess our own sins, to confess the way that we have dropped out on that vow. Maybe your vow was even never again will I miss a Sunday. But then football's on, so... Never again. But we're not the only ones who's ever said that phrase. We're not the only ones who've ever made that promise, never again. The world that was before Noah's Ark came along was a world where they didn't even stop to pause and say the statement, never again. They didn't even stop to pause and think about what it was that they were doing to each other, the way in which they were willing to sacrifice others for their own happiness. Man had found itself so divided From the Lord that that they had been given over into this sin that that only sought destruction for each other. Because no matter what I did to that person, if I walked away happy, it's okay. I didn't need to say the phrase never again. Because to say the phrase never again meant I had to watch myself. Meant I had to say no to whatever it was I wanted. Well, that's just right out. In many ways we we can even see the connection to our world today and the world that was then the way that we are willing to do things in order to maintain our own world our own segments our own separation that can just keep us comfortable and happy i can go ahead and and do this thing in the dark and as long as it just stays there, I'll be happy. I'll go ahead and make that harsh statement to my wife because maybe then she will, she will just do what I want. That doesn't work, by the way. <laughs> maybe if I just throw my weight around, everybody will stop resisting what it is. And I can just, I can just get it. Maybe if I change my figure, change the way I am, maybe if I build my house nice enough, maybe, maybe if I finally get that car, maybe if I, if I just take out everything I can in order to have this life at the expense of my children, I'll be happy. Maybe if I march in the street, I can get rid of those people that make me uncomfortable. Maybe if I degrade them enough, they'll just go away. Martin Luther, as he describes the Ten Commandments, he calls that murder. He calls that murder when we treat each other that way. You steal a part of a person's life murder isn't just killing it's something that each of us can commit each of us can take part in each of us can make this world look like the world that was before Noah's Ark but the Lord made a covenant he made a promise of never again never again would man be separated from him by such waters Never again would man see such destruction come upon them in that way. Never again would man be so separated from himself. And as a sign, a sign that can accompany only a covenant, I will give them something beautiful. I love seeing that sign in the the sky because it reminds, it reminds me of that phrase, never again. But you see, as he made that covenant with us, for all of those same reasons, we, we continue to be people that cause that murder to each other, that separate ourselves in such a way. And in order for him to keep up with this never again, another sign need to come. Another way for us to know that Never again shall we be separated from the Lord. Never again can such waters pull us away from Him. He brings to us another sign, a sign that is just equally marked with death, a sign that comes to us through the blood of somebody else, the sign of His cross, to where on that cross we can see the words, Never again. Never again shall we be separated from our Lord. Never again shall you be someone who knows something or knows a life without Him. Never again are you someone who can go through this place without hearing of His love. Never again shall you stand over a grave without hope. Never again shall you commit a sin and walk away in complete despair. Never again will you be defined by the murder you perform in your heart. Never again will you be so separated from him. Never again will you be able to make a vow without having his help, without having his spirit there to continue to encourage you, speak his words, to remind you of being set free from all of those things that kill and bring slavery. Set you free from that scream. Set you free from that hatred. Set you free from those things that pull you away from Him. Because of that sign on that cross, that never again that comes through the death of Christ, He douses, He bathes us. In that promise just as eight people were brought through those waters so are you brought through the waters of baptism and I can tell you living where we live and in the time that we live sometimes it feels like there's only eight of us but each of us each of us who've been washed in that water who have seen that sign, who have heard those words, never again have been brought to the time, will be brought to the place where murder will be no more. Slavery will not even be a memory. Hatred will cease. Tears will dry up. And full and eternal life will begin. Never again will we be enslaved to such actions. Never again will we be people defined by them. We are people who have a sign. We have been given a promise. And there's only one person who's ever been able to stand up and say never again and mean it. It's the same one who's called you His child. Never again will you be known as anything else. You are His. Amen? Amen.